right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. As promised, um, you know, we're going into the NFL playoffs. NFL playoffs start this weekend. Uh, this is a Wednesday episode. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the IKP, the Isaiah Kit Podcast. Um, I'm your humble and highly favorite host, Isaiah Kit. <clears throat> and, you know, we got. I, I could be talking about a lot of things. We got college football. We got the college football playoff or the national championship game, rather. Uh, NBA has started. We, you know, we've been doing that. But um, NFL playoffs is we're, we're here. We're finally here. Um, so I got a guest on today. Uh, you guys seem to like him. Uh, he's okay. But uh, I got my guy, Coach Lee, in here again. He's gonna um, we're gonna talk about some NFL playoffs. What you got to say, Lee? Of course. Tom, we coming. We want Tom. Okay, so <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned the Washington football team. Um, and I I can't I, I gotta admit, I gotta admit, you came on here before the season started and you said they was gonna win the division. Now, uh I, I didn't know Carson Wentz would play as bad as he did. I didn't know Dak Prescott will would, would get hurt and have a season in the injury. Um, so yeah, um, you called it. It was very unconventional. I didn't see it before the season, but you called it. You said this football team would be, you, you said a, a culture change has changed. It's happened. Um, I must give Ron Rivera props for that. He, he's definitely turned around the culture of the organization and the defense it, it, it's it's good. It's a, it's a really good defense. Um, and it starts with the front four, and then it the secondary hasn't played bad either. So, um, this team could really get after the quarterback. How do you think they fare up against Tampa Bay with Brady and all these weapons? Well, um, I think they fare pretty well. I think the uh, the front four is uh, is very active. They also they also like to bring Boston up the middle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, blitz blitz one of the uh, the nickel or the safety off the edge. So they do various things of getting pressure to the quarterback. Um, I think as as long as they have pressure on Brady. Um, because of the uh, the five step drops and the deep balls that they yep. like to do, uh-huh. uh, they have a shot to really disrupt this offense. Yep. Um, but you know, once again, Tom Brady is the goat. He always finds a way to uh, to win, and it's the playoffs. My team haven't uh, been to the playoffs in five years, and now. Uh, the only probably experience that we that we had is uh, Alex Smith and uh, Kendall Fuller, and and, Ron, and Ronald Darby been in the playoffs as well. Yeah. But other than that, we um, you know we don't have a lot of playoff experience guys, so um, that that may hurt us in the long run. But um, defense versus the Buccaneers offense. I, I think we have a shot. And everybody, and I think I agree with you. Um, you look at both of these rosters, you and you look at these rosters, you look at the records, you're like, oh, Tampa Bay is going to come in and beat Washington. 
And they're favorites, and they should be favorites. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I thought this Washington team, I didn't think Tampa Bay wanted to play this Washington team because this Washington team could generate pressure up front, as you said. Um, they have a, they have a bunch of disruptors, guy, athletic guys up front who can really get after Brady. And if you know anything about Tom Brady – and his struggles, or when he tends to struggle, it comes from great D-lines, great pass rushes. You look at um, those, obviously, the two Giants Super Bowl wins versus uh, Tom Brady and the Pats. That That's what that's what did it, that front four, that dominant front four, especially in 2007. Then you, you, then you look at, um, you look at the fact that, you know, you look at the fact that, you look at Philadelphia, he lost the Super Bowl to Philadelphia. Um, even Atlanta in that Super Bowl got after him. So you you just see the trends where that's how you beat Brady. And the, those Bronco teams with Peyton Manning, great front four. That's how you beat Tom Brady. That you know, you get him a little, you know, tap dancing in the pocket. He's a he's really good, you know, with he has good pocket feet, really good pocket feet. But sometimes you can get him off to that spot, and that can really disrupt Brady. That could really disrupt him. And I'm looking, I, I, you know, I look at Tampa Bay. I do think they're hitting their stride. Um, I do think they're hitting their stride offensively. They've been clicking the last few weeks offensively. Um, it, albeit it, it was versus Atlanta, Minnesota, and Detroit. but. It seems like they're use, they're starting to utilize Antonio Brown a little bit more. They're you know Mike Evans is going to be Mike Evans now. He is hurt, you know. You know we'll see how he he looks, but I I do think they're starting to hit their stride a little bit offensively, albeit it was versus bad defenses. again they 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 I mean they have Tom Brady but this franchise haven't been to the playoffs either. Yes. You know I mean and so um they're still undisciplined when they're playing a, uh, when, when they have to play a a good a well coached team they're still an undisciplined uh team. So um I think if if we can apply pressure on defense and run the ball on offense. Um, we 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 could win this game. You know, the last time the uh, the Redskins faced the Buccaneers in the playoffs. Um, I mean, well, the Washington football team. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we we was the uh, was the only you know the the uh, the lowest. Uh, Yardage offense in NFL history to win a playoff game. Mm. If the defense uh, defense won that game, that's when Sean Taylor scooped the ball up and uh, scored a touchdown. You know, and so offense ain't you know had to do too much. Right. And I'm saying if if we could repeat that, um, that would be you know that would be a big thing because offensively I don't uh, you know Alex Smith I don't um. 
I don't think he will be able to survive this game. Mm. Um, whether whether it's you know with Cam tightens up or anything, I think I really think Alex Smith is done. I think he got as much as he could get out of that league, and um, and then you know uh, Heineke, you know this is the playoff. This is a big moment. Yep. Yeah, so um, so we're gonna be very. Uh, we're not going to be as, as explosive on offense. Uh, we we may even struggle. Um, if we if we can keep it to uh, under twenty points, you keep the Bucks under twenty points, and uh, and we score uh, twenty, you know, it might be a seventeen thirteen game. Mm. Um, if we can do that. Um, we can win the game. But uh, if the Bucks get anything over twenty points, we not. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If 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 Tampa Bay is able to get to that 20 point threshold, I think that's where it gets a little bit sticky for Washington because I'm looking at uh I'm looking cuz that's another thing I want to talk about. Everybody's talking about Washington defense versus the Tampa Bay offense. But Tampa Bay, they have a really good run stopping defense. Um I like Todd Bowles. I know you're a big fan of Todd Bowles. So they 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 got they have great personnel on defense as well. So Washington's offense, I don't really think it's going to produce much because they, you guys really, you, you can't really stretch the field with Alex. Um, the running game is is good, but once again, you're going up against one of the better run defenses in the league. So I do think it's going to be really difficult. Um, it's going to be a game of field position. Can Washington get some good field position offensively? Can they? Can their defense get some turnovers? That could really help the offense instead of trying to drive 70, 75 yards on that defense. Um, so let's just get let's well let's stay in the NFC. I don't know how you feel, but since the last time we talked, my opinion has changed, and I think the Packers are the the favorites to win the NFC. I no 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 let me, let me tell you this. I see this is the thing about the Packers. At first, I think Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. But yeah, yeah, see it's okay, okay. See, okay. See, this is what happens when <laughs> people think I hate Aaron. I don't hate Aaron. I don't hate the Packers. But let me tell you this. I think A Rod's the MVP. And I think the Packers are the favorites to come out the NFC. Now, and I've been on this train for a couple weeks now. I think they passed the test with me versus in that Tennessee game where they were able to jump out to a big lead and Tennessee couldn't really run the football, so they had to rely on Ryan Tannehill. And Tennessee's a very physical team in Green Bay, and since hiring Matt LaFleur going back to last year and earlier this year, they have had problems stopping the run. And I wanted to see if they can stop the run and be physical up front. And also, I think with them securing home field advantage, it's going to be tough for for older quarterbacks like Drew Brees to go up to Lambeau and win a playoff game. I, I, I mean, do you uh, do you trust? I mean, I, Brady he he knows how to play in cold weather, and he's been playing in cold weather for his, for his whole career. But Green Bay can rush the quarterback. Green Bay can get to the quarterback. I, I don't. I, I just don't. I, I think the best team, the best fit team to go up to Lambeau and win a playoff game, are probably the Seahawks and the Rams. 
if you look at how they play football, if you look at how both of those t- more, more so the Rams, if you look at how the Rams play football and they they dominate dominate up front, they have a really good defense. I mean, from front to the secondary, I think that is the team that has that's best fit and best suited to go up the Lambeau and win a playoff game, possibly. Yes, they have. Mm-hmm. Um, they run the ball very well. Aaron Jones is a really good running back. Number 17, <laughs> he, he's the best receiver in the game. That's the best duo in the game. That. A-Rod to Devontae Adams, that is the best duo in the game. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's nasty. Um, I think, uh, yeah. I, I think, I think A-Rod is the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't think that anyone's going to be able to beat them in Lambeau. I, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to be able to beat them in Lambeau. Um, and so, you know, I, I thought they were going to come out of the NFC anyway. Yep, you did. Yeah, but that, was, that was my pick. So, um, um, Drew, Drew Brees is, is done. Like he's done. It's just, this is his run. is over. You know, he should retire at the end of the year. Um, um, I mean, I think the Saints are going to beat the Bears. I, think, I don't think the Bears have a shot at the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting the Rams, matchup. The Rams seem like they got Seattle's number. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it seems like they have Seattle's number. Um, but we'll see how you know how uh, how golf thumb is. Um, and talking about this questionable, he may be able to play with his thumb. Um, Cooper Cup is uh is is back, so he'll be playing. That'll help. Yep. Um, they force they force turnovers, and Russell Russell they've been giving Russell a fit. So, um, and Metcalf usually don't have a good game versus Ramsey. Ramsey. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see if you know how bad they want it, but um, I think the Rams. I think the Rams. We'll get Seattle because defense travel. Yep. You know, so I think I think the Rams will get um, Seattle, and so it'll be uh, mm. it'll be uh, Seattle and uh, and the Washington Football. I mean, it'll be the Rams and the Washington Football Team in the second round. <laughs> okay. Well, no, 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 no. If Washington was to win. I think they would have to go to Green Bay, right? No, no. So they got it. The brackets. What I saw today, the brackets were um, Saints and Saints and Bears. Yep. The Saints winning Saints and Bears go to the brackets. 
Um, and then uh, Seattle and the Rams and uh, and Washington and the Bucks and winner of those two play each other. That's what the brackets I I saw the brackets. Because usually it would be the other way around, but they're not doing that. They're putting um, number two um, and one in, in the same bracket. For real? So two and eight is in the same bracket as one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's how they be- got Because it. I'm looking, I it has, so we know the seeds, like, Pat, you know, Green Bay, obviously number one seed. New Orleans is the two, but it has the winner of you know the Saints. I think I think the Saints gonna beat Chicago. Like Chicago, they're they're dead in the water. Um, I, and that Rams game, I, I'm 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 still I'm still iffy because before I even get to the playoff brackets, let me let me let me say something about the Rams in that Seahawks game. You pointed it out. They have they have Russell Wilson's number a little bit. Uh, they they play they play Seattle really tough. This would be the third meeting between the two. Now I'm questionable about the quarterback uh, decision or whoever is going to be the guy, it, whether it be Walford or Golf. Um, with Walford' ability to move around and his athleticism, he may he may provide a threat that Golf does not. Um, I, I, I just I, I don't know what to say about Jerry Goff and his tiny hands and how turnover prone he is. Uh he he's a turnover machine. And I and I know I, I, I get frustrated because I look at how good that defense is and I think about how good of a coach Sean McVay is. So I can only imagine how pissed off Sean McVay can get with Jerry Goff and him turning over the football. But Seattle, on the other hand, Offensively, they have struggled the last few the last few weeks. They have struggled offensively. The yeah, yeah. They and I'm a big you know I'm a big Russell Wilson guy. Um, they have struggled, and this is going up against this defense and this secondary. That's that's not the perfect matchup for you to get your defense right, like or your passing game right. They got to find a way to get this passing offense clicking versus this defense. And then I look at Seattle defensively, they have gotten better, but Jamal Adams is hurt. He has a shoulder injury. So uh they say he's gonna be a, that's they, so they're saying he's a game time decision. So that Rams game, I feel like is probably the most fascinating game this weekend because you look at the injuries, um, you look at these play styles. I'm 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 very questionable who I want to pick. I'm leaning towards the Rams, but I do want to see what quarterback they go with. I, I I don't know. I don't know. But back to the playoff. So this is how so this is how I see it. I'm looking at the Washington Post right now. They have the winner of the of the Washington football. So the Packers will get the lowest seed. They would get whoever the lowest seed wins. So say if uh if the Rams win, um, because they're the sixth seed, they would have to go up to Lambeau and play them in the second round. So uh the Packers, the, the one seed basically gets the lowest seed. Um and um and if New Orleans was to win 
and as they as they should, uh, they'll probably get the winner of Seattle and the Rams if Seattle wins. So that's how. You would play New Orleans. We would play New Orleans. Yep, you would play New Orleans at the at New Orleans, obviously, and Green Bay. Let's just say, let's just play the game. Let's say Washington beats Tampa Bay, and Seattle, uh, and 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 the Rams beat Seattle. The Washington football team would have to play New Orleans at New Orleans, obviously, and then the Rams will have to go up to Lambeau this for the second round for the. If Seattle will play the same. Seattle will play the same. Yep. We will go to yep. That's how. Yep. Yep. If Seattle wins and Washington wins, Seattle will have to go down to New Orleans, and y'all would have to play Lambeau at Lambeau. Yep. Yep. And um, do and and and, and tell me this before we even get to the AFC. Who? Who has the best chance at beating the Rams? I mean, at beating the Packers. Yes. Yes. I think the way they play offense will give the Packers a problem. Um, and I think I think the Saints. I think the Saints could play with them. You know, I think the okay. Saints could go. You know, with matching play for play. Michael Thomas is back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, got Kamara. Yes. So, so, so I think either either one of those two teams can can play with the Packers and, and give them a problem. Um, I just think I just think that the Packers are they're the hottest team in the NFC. Like they're really playing like they're playing good football right now. Yes. You know what I mean? Defensively and offensively, they're playing better than anyone um, in the NFC. So, um, and you know, once you see Aaron Rodgers, once Aaron Rodgers get hot, it's hard to call him call, call, cool down. Even though they're going to be missing one of his best protectors, mm-hmm. Bartiari, yeah, because yeah, he got hurt, but right. Um, I, I, I still think that uh, they're still playing good football. Yeah. So this is my thing. This is this is my hesitancy with the Saints. The Saints. Um, first, I look at Drew Brees. Um, like you say, he's done. I think this is going to be his last year. Uh, I, I and you, and historically, if you look at his record, um, you know, in sub in, in some in in cold temperatures, you look at his record, it ain't good. And with it, it ain't good. So you mix that with already the depreciating arm strength of his really can't beat you over the top. And I know they have a great old line. I know they have a great roster. I like their. I think. If you look at the Saints roster from top to bottom, it's probably the best roster in football. 
But I don't know if they can. I, I just don't. I just don't trust. I just don't trust it. I just don't trust Drew Brees and that arm. Um, over like I don't. I just don't trust it. I see his resume in cold weather. Just don't trust it. That one Super Bowl run that he had. That that everything came through New Orleans. That's why I thought if New Orleans could could have gotten the number one seed, I would have like you know New Orleans. I would give. I would give New Orleans a better shot at dethroning the Packers or beating the or beating the Packers in the conference championship, but they don't have it. They're going to have to go outdoors. And I just don't know what Lambo going to look like in January. <laughs> I mean, they may, they may be a snow. There may be a blizzard. I, I don't know. So I, and would you, would you pick Drew Brees in that Weber? No, I wouldn't pick him. Not even in his prime. And so, I, I, I mean, because that's, that's, you know, Drew Brees historically, he's struggled in cold weather games. Um, so, uh, I, I agree. The Rams, like I said, I think the Rams are the, are the best fit to go up there and beat, uh, Green Bay in Lambeau at Lambeau, Seattle. I have high hopes for Seattle. You know, I'm a, I'm a big Russell Wilson guy, but they're off offensively. They scare me. Uh, I mean, offensively, they, they scare me. So, um, Lee, I'm gonna get this ad in really quickly. And then we, Hey, y'all, what do you I mean? Okay, you want some new sportswear? You want some new sports apparel? You want to rep your favorite team? What are you waiting for? Go over to the 47 brand. They have up to a 30% sale right now. Up to a 30% sale right now at the 47 brand. They have your favorite teams. It don't matter what sport, what league. It can be college football. It can be NBA, NFL, MLB, um, NHL. It does not matter. The 47 brand has it. Go over there, rep your favorite team. Don't miss out on that sale, the 47 brand. I got this ad. I'm going to get this added. I got the ad in. Okay, so let's move on to the AFC. Uh, Kansas City, obviously, they have the, they're the number one seed. They finished 14-2. But a lot of people are skeptical on the way how they have finished. They had some they had some nail biters the last what several weeks now. They they they've they've won a lot of close games, a lot of one possession games to some teams that they they should have beaten pretty handily. What's your take on Kansas City? Do you still do you like do you still trust them? I, I do. I think I still trust them. I still have them coming out the AFC, but I am a bit hesitant and I like how Buffalo look. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so so Kansas City, they're gonna have to work for everything they get. Mm. Hello? Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah, so we still you. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to work for everything that they get in this playoffs. Alright, because in the the AFC is kind of like the old NFC mm-hmm. when when teams used to like really be good at running the ball. And so you got teams mm. in the AFC that run the ball very well, right? Yeah. And Baltimore. Baltimore had four hundred yards on the ground last year, last week. You know, um they 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 realizing that um hey Lamar Jackson Screw being a elite 
screw being an NFL quarterback. Be who you are. Yeah. Right? Be who you are, and we're going to tote this rock. And the two young running backs is doing it. You know, um, Jonathan Taylor for the coach. Yep. $200 last week. Yep. <laughs> they can tote it. Uh, King Henry. Yep, we know it. Two thousand yards. And then the other thing about King Henry is they're they're the number one team off play action. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And they throw it deep to Mr. Brown. So, um, I mean, Kansas City. All right, Kansas City don't throw, don't run the ball well. Not. Not since Clyde, not since Clyde Edwards Elaire got hurt, they have not. Right. Yeah. So they don't they don't run the ball well. But the, the only thing that beats a team that runs the ball well is explosive plays, explosive offense. And so these last few weeks, Kansas City been playing cat and mouse. They've been playing cat and mouse with the guys that you know they've been. You know how cats sit there in the middle of the room and they got the little ball and they just stab at it. And, mm-hmm. You know, that's all they've been doing, right? They've been bored. Okay, that's... They've been, they, they, they've been bored. Right? Yep. They haven't... You see flashes when they need to win the game. Fellas, let's go. Let's win the game. Like, they've been playing possum. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They've been playing possum, so... We we about to see when the playoffs come. This is the thing. Uh, whoever they play, it's gonna be bombs over back then. You're gonna see the Kansas City Chiefs that you that you used to seeing. But to be all honest, they have to be that way. Like they have to be the old Chiefs because whoever they play. Is going to be ready. They're going to. They're going to control the clock. They're going to run the ball. They're going to control the clock. They're going to go over the top on their defense, and it's going to be like Mahomes got to be like, all right, in five reps we got to score, and in six reps we got to score. Like we got to go down and score because these guys are going to take their time and they're going to score because Kansas City defense is not that good. They, they're, they're mediocre in stopping the run. They're mediocre against the pass. And these last three weeks, they've been playing teams that possession-wise have been beating them. They've been beating them on possession. Yeah. And it comes down to the last play, you know what I'm saying, the last drive mm-hmm. for, for the Kansas City Chiefs to beat them. The last three weeks has been like that. So, well, uh, against Miami, they start pulling away and they blew them out. Yeah. But, but the first half of the game, the first half of the game. It was really close and sloppy. It was really close. So, um, but but I, I don't think they're they going to have a problem. I don't think that they're going to have, um, I don't think it's going to be easy for them. I think it's going to be whoever they play, you know, um, the, the Buffalo Bills, uh, they're not great at running the ball, but they can move the ball. Yes. You know, they can, they can, they converse on, they convert on third downs. They keep, they move the chains very well. They have high possession, um, margin of possession, and they score a lot of points. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, 
if uh you know and then Josh Allen has already had his uh he he's already had his you know he had playoff experience last last year mm-hmm. he had a, a, you know a brain fart or what you want to call it last year he did he the game <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's going to do that again um, um so um the Colts and the Titans game is going to be very interesting um. Yeah, that that game is gonna be very interesting. Um, the Titans play the the Titans play the Ravens. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the Titans play the Ravens, and the Bills play the Colts. Yeah. So, so um, the Bills. I meant to say the Bills and the Colts. That game is gonna be very interesting. Um, I I I I think the Bills gonna win. Um, Me too. I, I like I like I like the Bills. I like their defense. The defense is uh, really come 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 along, and they play real tough versus the pass. Um, they're not very good versus the run. Um, so uh, if if the Colts can can run the ball and and, and I don't know because uh, uh, Rivers Rivers haven't had a great. Yeah, do you trust him? He hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't been that good the last few weeks. So they have to be able to rely on the run game and, and get some play action in. And, and, but, but he will turn it over in key moments. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they have enough to, you know, and, and, and Rivers is not a. He's never been a good postseason quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I, I, I think the Bills will win this one. Um, and uh, But it, it should be a good game. It should be a good game. Okay. And, uh, so, Titans and Ravens. Um, so, so, my thing with the Titans and the Ravens, right? I think, I think Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball more than 15 times. If he throws the ball more than 15 times, I think the Titans, the Titans are going to win. I think Baltimore's going to lose. You don't think they should exploit that weak defense that the Titans have? I mean, because, de- I mean, defensively, the Titans are hard. I, I, you know what? You know what? I, I understand that. But that's what the Titans want Lamar Jackson to do. They want him to run around and throw the ball. Because guess what? Like, look, look, look at this. Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. Bill Belichick played. He was a defensive coordinator for the New York Giants, right? Yeah. He told he told his team, right, when they played the Buffalo Bills, look, we're gonna let Thurman Thomas get his yards. We're going to let Thurman Tom get his jobs because we don't want to stop the run and Jim Kelly going to that K-gun. Yeah. That hurry up offense and get into this K-gun mode because if he do that, we're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and so who is, the, who is the coach of the Titans? He's a Bill Belichick disciple. Mike, Mike Vrabel. He knows if these guys get into this run game that they do, we're going to lose the game. 
That's true. So go ahead and throw the ball, Lamar Jackson. You can't beat us with the pads. You tried it last year. This, you tried this year. This defense is awful. Lee. We beat them in overtime. Lee, this Titans defense is is highly questionable. Hi, highly questionable. Uh, okay, and you're right. You're right. The Ravens should run the football. But what happens if they get down early? King Henry is running the ball. What happens if Tennessee jumps out to a 10-0 lead? What do you have to do? When he's scrambling around trying to throw the ball, they already know how to, like, they already know where his weakness is. They dare him to throw the ball to the numbers. They dare him to throw the ball deep. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I just don't, I don't like it when he's trying to be the quarterback to win the game. Like, that's not a strong suit for him. Like, he's not that guy that, okay, Last, like he's not Deshaun. He's not Deshaun. Like Deshaun, you give Deshaun a, a minute and twenty. Yeah. He's gonna go down and get us a buck. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. Lamar Jackson is not that guy. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to put that in his hands. Like let's let let let's run that ball. Throw throw that thing. Dump and dink to the tight end. Uh, get you know get um play action. Throw that thing deep to, to to Hollywood down the middle of the field because all of that works. Yeah. But when they take that away, and now you trying you got this man in the shotgun and he throwing quick game and all that, that's not what he does and he makes mistakes. Okay. So okay. So okay. Okay. I, I I'm cool with that. I, I think and I think Baltimore can win this game. I mean Baltimore. You talk about Green Bay. Baltimore is probably one. After Buffalo, Baltimore is like right there as being like they Baltimore's got a hot streak. They're they're hot and they're and they're running the football. They're running the football. So the Bills. Oh, go ahead. Like Darby's is not the guys that they had last year. Like like Darby's has really come on as a rookie running back, and I think he's better now than he was when they played the Titans. Okay. You know what I'm number number thirty five has come on. I think that's Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards, I think. Yeah, Edwards. Yeah. yeah. He has come on as a, as a number two back. And then you know Lamar. Last time they played Lamar, he had maybe fifty yards rushing. He's gonna have more than that because what are they doing now? They they're putting them in the pistol. They're putting them in the wristball. They're giving them design runs. 400 yards last week. That's what they need to do. They need to get 500 yards this week versus the Titans. Like, we're going to run that thing right, uh, left, up the middle. We, we be coming at you. Okay. I, I, I think that, I think, that, I mean, if they're able to run the ball and, and it, you can move the ball on this Titans defense, you can do that. You can move it, so I, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about that. But if they're able, if they get down early and they're trailing by ten points, I'm gonna be like, 
Here we go again. But look at Buffalo. Let's look at Buffalo. And I told and I and I, I've been telling people, I've been telling my listeners this about Josh Allen. Usually, and you're a defensive guy, but you 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 know you know a little something about quarterbacks. And usually when a quarterback is coming out of college, and you know you you hear these quarterback gurus gurus, and you and you hear them say, Hey, you know, accuracy, you either have it or you don't. That's that's not that's like accuracy is one of those things you can't drastically improve on. Well, Josh Allen has done the complete opposite. Accuracy was coming coming out of college, coming out of Wyoming. Accuracy was his problem. He was not accurate. He was he was wildly inconsistent with his accuracy. And it continued on for his first two years. But now he's a 70 completion percentage type of guy. With that, with that, with that arm and that accuracy. He he he's turned he's turned Buffalo into a legit contender, and I like Brian Dayball. Tell me your thoughts about Josh Allen and Brian Dayball. Okay, so uh, Josh Allen, when he came out of college, he had wow wow mechanics. Wow wow mechanics. Yes, wide base. Yeah. Get those reps. Get those reps. Stephon Diggs is is yeah.
good. Yeah. <laughs> And now they got Brown back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With with Beasley. Mm-hmm. They Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you look at it. I, I'm looking at this defense. It wasn't like the defense last year was a story, um, because the defense was a top. It was like a top five defense last year, and you know, Tre'Davious White and all these other guys. But they they struggled early on, but they have caught their groove. And I look at that secondary. They got some players in the secondary. They got Micah Hyde. You have uh, I already mentioned Tre'Davious White, All Pro corner. You got Poyer, Norman. I mean Josh Norman. You know he's he's okay. He's playing pretty well now. Uh, so I look at Buffalo. I'm I, I like what they can do. Are they? I, I I give them a good shot to beat Kansas City. I didn't think I'd be saying this, but I give them a good shot to beat Kansas City. I still have Kansas City as my favorite, but I, I expect Buffalo and Kansas City to meet up in the in the AFC Championship game. Uh, all the marbles to go to the Super Bowl at Arrowhead. I do think it's going to happen. Now, let me let's just let's go to Cleveland and Pittsburgh because I I, I both both of these teams they I, I've killed both of these teams and, and more so with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was highly fraudulent. P- Pittsburgh was high highly fraudulent. I, I they they were not fooling me with that eleven and zero record, um, and then the world all just came crashing down, and then Cleveland they've had a good year. I I, I thought I thought Kevin Stefanski all everything that I have said about the Browns before the season has come to fruition. Um, Baker he's playing a little bit better. That's due to the great O line, that great running game. They have two monsters behind behind him with Kevin with Kevin Stefanski. That defense, that secondary is highly questionable, similar to Tennessee. But give me your thoughts on Cleveland and Pittsburgh. No Kevin Stefanski. Cleveland, okay.
same type running schemes and everything. And so now his offensive line is number one. We proved that he was the best offensive line coach in in in, in the in the league. Yep. Um this is gonna hurt because uh the head coach has COVID. He won't be there, but that means the old man is gonna take over. So the old man is probably gonna be the guy who uh takes over the game and uh Pittsburgh need to be ready for getting that thing ran down their throat. All right, they need to be ready for uh, a heavy dose of this run game. Hunt and Chubb is going to be on, you know, and then and then that play action. Yes. Uh, um, Pittsburgh is not bad versus play action anyway. They pretty good versus play action. The defense is pretty good versus play action. Um, the defense is uh, experienced enough to make. To turn over, uh, the t- turn over, uh, Baker, Baker, <laughs> Baker. Um, <laughs> they're going to, they're going to, they're going to blitz. They're going to, they're going to get after him. Um, it's going to be a long day for the Browns. Um, if they get down. Oh yeah. If they get down, it's going to be a long day for the Browns. Yeah. But if they're able to stay uh, ahead of the sticks, run the football. Um, the Browns are not that great in the red zone, and the, and the, and the Pittsburgh defense is pretty good versus red zone. Okay. Um, so um, hmm. they have to get for the Browns to win. They have to get touchdowns and not field goals. field goals. You know what I mean? Um, but the Pittsburgh is like middle of the pack once they get into the red zone. Um, because they can't run the ball. <laughs> At all. <laughs> the, the Browns' defense is pretty good versus quick pass. So they're going to have to stretch the field a little bit. And I don't know if, like, this Pittsburgh team is really difficult at times because you think that they, you know, you think that with the weapons that they had that they should be able to generate a lot of points, but because they don't have a, a run game and these receivers are liable to drop balls, the Browns could possibly win this game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is a winnable game for the Browns. Now, let me tell you, I, I, okay, this is, this is for all the chips because this is an AFC North matchup. This is going to be back-to-back weeks that they are playing each other. The Browns, this is my take. The Browns gave the Steelers their best. They they gave them their best punch because last week was a must-win game. And the Browns, they pulled out all the stocks because they had to win. Pittsburgh didn't show his whole hand. Pittsburgh rested some key guys, and Pittsburgh didn't show their whole hand. Um, Baker, I... I this it's gonna I think it's gonna come down to Baker Mayfield being able to make throws when it counts. Can he make those throws when it counts? And I, I, 
I've seen him do it in the regular season. And I, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big Baker critic. I I I, I tell it like it is with Baker. I've seen him do it in the in the regular season versus Tennessee and versus Baltimore. I've seen him do it, but is this run game going to be effective? Um, do I get the same play calling? I don't know. I, I just think Kevin Stefanski, he means so much to Baker's development and, and how he's enhanced Baker's ceiling. I think it's going to be a big hit for Baker and the Browns. I, I now let me let me let me tell you let me let me let me let me let me take this quick break. I'm gonna get back to that because I'm a, I'm a, I'm about the Pittsburghs. You know the, the Steelers fans about to be mad at me. Uh, let me let me take this quick break. Let me take this quick break real quick. Hey y'all, what do you mean? Okay, you want some new sportswear? You want some new sports apparel? You want to rep your favorite team? What are you waiting for? Go over to the Forty Seven brand. They have up to a thirty percent sale right now up to a 30 percent sale right now at the 47 brand they have your favorite teams it don't matter what sport what league it can be college football it can be nba nfl mlb um nhl it does not matter the 47 brand has it go over there rep your favorite team don't miss out on that sale the 47 brand all right so lee said this still is gonna be a problem let me tell you this I told people about this Stiller team weeks. I, I, I've been saying this for months. The Stillers are highly fraudulent. And it's nothing. It skip, like The Stillers, they have a good shot to win this game because the Browns, they're without their guard. They're without their coach. Um, you know, it, there's just different. The, the, let's just say the Stillers got lucky. And the Steelers, they're gonna probably win this weekend. I think I'm gonna. I, I think they're gonna win. But after this week, it's a wrap. And the Steelers' problems with, or the harsh truth about their problems is, it's nothing schematically. Like there's nothing schematically they can do. They're not gonna all of a sudden find a running game in the middle of January. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be able to just automatically just beat you over the top in the middle of January. They can't do it, and it's nothing schematically that's the problem. It is personnel that is the problem. Um, Ben Rob, let's just call it like it is. Big Ben, more like Uncle Ben. He 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 just can't. He's just not gonna be able to. And this is what I said all year long. Can he stretch the field? Can he make those throws down the field with that surgically repaired elbow in cold weather? Uh, I mean, they've won their last couple games. Or well, they they beat Indianapolis, but Pittsburgh. I I don't I don't have no trust and no faith in Pittsburgh after this week because they're gonna they're gonna have to probably play against Buffalo probably, and I think that's where the buck stops. That 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 is that is where. The buck stops for Pittsburgh. Now, I like Mike Tomlin, but tell me why you think Pittsburgh is going to make noise or whatever. I mean, ugh. Well, they have, they have playoff experience. Sure. It's, 
bad playoff experience. He's been in the playoffs. Um, I think, I think that they they're going to figure it out. Man, I think their defense is. I think their defense will play with their with their head on fire. Mm. They they're they're going to force you to turn the ball over, right? So, um, I like their chances. I, I really like their chances. I don't. I, I don't. I really, I really like their chances. I don't. Uh, even though I like the Buffalo Bills, I do. But I I I just can't. I can't count out Aaron Rodgers, and I cannot count out Ben Roethlisberger in the playoffs. Whoa, 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 wait, okay, okay. Don't ever mention Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger in the same sentence. As far as like, I trust them, I trust these guys. No, Ben Aaron Rodgers has had a career year. He's had a year for the ages, and he's the, he's the MVP. Ben Roethlisberger is on his – this very well may be Ben Roethlisberger's last appearance in the playoffs. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This this is going to be – this, this, this may be his last playoff run. Like I said, it's nothing schematic. At first, you talked about the defense. I, I, I like the defense, but it's had a lot of injuries to some key guys, to some key dudes – you, they they lo- they missed out on Devin Bush. Devin Bush replacement Splain he got hurt. Uh, they're missing Bud Dupree on that other side, along with you know T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is playing, but on that other side they're missing Bud Dupree. And I'm not saying the defense isn't good. It's still a really good defense, but it's just not as good as it was at the beginning of the year. It it's just it's just not as good as it was at the beginning of the year. And I don't I I I don't trust Pittsburgh. And you gotta be able to run the ball. It's playoff time, Lee. You know it. You gotta be able to run the football effectively. They don't run it well enough. I'm not saying you gotta be. I'm not saying you gotta be the, the Titans. Lee, you know this. Lee, you know you can. You're not gonna just all of a sudden be able to run the ball if you haven't been able to run the ball in September, October, November, December. You're not gonna all of a sudden just find a running game in the middle of January going up against the best. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. You, you you're not gonna just be able to find a running game this 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 just all of a sudden like it's just not gonna come out of nowhere like oh we can run the ball now no. I like I like I like Mike Tomlin teams in the playoffs. You do. I do. I, and like I said, people think I I, I like Mike Tomlin. Okay. I could have sworn they lost to the Jaguars a couple years ago in the playoffs, but hey, who who? Uh oh. Okay, okay. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't want to hold that against. Okay. I, I, it was a good game. I, it was a good game. But Pittsburgh, this the, this is my problem. We we look at Pittsburgh, and we and we just think about their great team history, how much winning they have done. 
and rightfully so. We should take that in, consider- in consideration. But this is what led people to falling for that 11 and 0 stuff. That's what led people to falling for that. We look at their. They were highly fraudulent, highly suspect. They were. Yeah, and then they got they then they it was fraudulent. It was Lee. It was fraud Lee. Okay, they won. They went eleven and zero. But in that in that span of going eleven and zero, they played they played against backup quarterbacks. They played up against mediocre teams to bad teams. Those teams that they were beating on early bad. Okay, you say that. But I have to add context to your 11 and no record. You played up against you played bad teams. And then you look at you look at these te- you look at games like the Tennessee game. If Tennessee had a better special teams, Tennessee would have won that game. They would have they would have they would have won that game. But not only that, not only this, not only that. Late in the year, when teams start to call, catch on, the Washington football team, a playoff team, Buffalo. When these when these teams started to catch on, they beat Pittsburgh. I I, I I like Pittsburgh. I like them. I like them. I think they're a good team. I'm not, I'm not saying Pittsburgh's not a good team. They're a good team, but they are highly fraudulent, and their problems are not. It's not schematically. It is personnel problems. Their O line is not as physical. They can't run the football at all. Ben Roethlisberger can cannot stretch the field at this advanced age. It's just not it, it's personnel issues that they have. It's not it's not schemes, it's not X and O's. It's personnel issues that they have. And you gotta fix those in the offseason. You have to fix those in offseason. I'm with you on that one, but don't don't be surprised if Pittsburgh in that AFC championship game. No. Do I think they can be the Chiefs? No. I don't think they can be I don't think they can be Buffalo. I think I think that would be an easy out for the Chiefs. I think if, if, if Pittsburgh is showing up, I think they're Andy Reid and I'm looking at Charlie Westcott. Um, um, I think, I do think that they can beat the Bills. I don't think that. I, I think they can beat the Bills. I don't and think I that. Think, and the reason why I think that they can beat the Bills is because uh, they owe them. I don't think that at all. Yeah, I, I, I think because they owe them one, I think they're going to really get up and really uh, give it to the Bills because they owe them. I'm not even sure if – I'm picking Pittsburgh. I, I, I think Pittsburgh is going to win this game, but I'm not even – I think they're favorites. I didn't look at the spread, but I, I, I would assume that Pittsburgh is favorites. They're at home, no Kevin Stefanski. I would assume they're favorites. But – Pittsburgh, I'm not even sure if they're gonna be Cleveland. So to to jump and say they're gonna beat, they're gonna they could they could beat Buffalo. I'm not I, I I'm 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 not I'm not buying into that. I'm not I buying into they, that. I think I think they can beat Cleveland. Now, now, now. Yeah, I think they're gonna beat Cleveland. Okay. I think they're gonna beat Cleveland. Um, not sure. Like, uh, not sure if their next game will be Buffalo. Um, but 
think they could beat Buffalo. I don't think they could beat the Chiefs. I don't think that they could beat the Chiefs. But I think they could beat Buffalo. Okay. So, and you said something interesting to me after, and we're going to shift. We're going we're gonna to go to college football because you said something interesting, interesting to me about Trevor Lawrence after the Ohio State game. And I think Trevor Lawrence, uh, I've been telling people, I think he's the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Uh, I think of three, I think of three quarterback prospects. And you think, you know, you look at John Elway, uh, you look at Andrew Luck, and then you have Trevor Lawrence. That's how I look at it. And I'm not saying I'm and by by any means, I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence gonna be John Elway, but I think he's gonna be pretty damn good at the next level. Now, I'm big on Trevor, but tell me what you told tell the people what you told me about Trevor Lawrence um after that loss versus Ohio State. Because I think it's an interesting take. A lot. We've seen him win a lot, right? Yeah. I haven't really seen him lose a lot. <laughs> nah. Um, when things started to fall apart versus the Ohio State football, the you know the Ohio State Buckeyes, um, I didn't like his demeanor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he he had he had talent missing. Right, didn't have uh, a few of his his best receivers, and his running back was being shut down. Yeah, uh, another receiver couldn't get open. Um, and and you know, some people say Ohio State was playing with Sunday speed, and the uh, Clemson Tigers was playing with Saturday speed. <laughs> um, but I mean. Ohio had about maybe ten pros on that team, maybe maybe fifteen pros on that team. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And so the secondary, both corners are pros. Yes, Sean Wade is going to be a first rounder. Both corners are pros. Sean Wade's a first rounder. And, and so I don't <laughs> think that Trevor Lawrence will have a good. I'm not going to say a good career. I think he's going to struggle if he goes to a team that doesn't have the talent that he's used to. Just like he he did okay versus the Ohio State. Like he still threw for 400 yards. Yeah. Um, you know, he still still had a good game, but his debater in the second half of that game those red flags to me because he looked defeated. He looked like there's nothing I can do to win this game. And his teammates was, yo, it's good, bro. You know what I'm saying? We good, we good. And he's shaking them off. Like, it's not the other way around where he's going to his teammates. Hey, fellas, let's go. We're going to be here. We all right. We all right. We're about to get the ball back and we're going to score. That's He's not doing that. His teammates is trying to pick him up. And I can't have a leader of my team doing that. And so that's a red flag to me. And if he gets drafted by a Jacksonville or, or even if by some 
bread default that someone says Jacksonville wants Fields instead of Lawrence, and he goes to the Jets. <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think he has enough. He will have enough talent around him, and I think he will struggle. And and, and he may. It may destroy his confidence in playing football. I mean, we've we've seen what happened to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is a good football player, but he's lost his confidence, and he was terrible. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. And that could happen to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, and and so, um, I I don't know. I I just I didn't I didn't. I mean, when you're a winner and you're a winner and you used to getting things uh, your way, you know you. You, you, you're like RG3. No one's telling you what you're doing bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then once bad happens and people say, hey, you got to do this, you got to do that. Well, now you, you're not you're narcissistic and your, your ego plays a part and now you, you're difficult to deal with. Now, I'm not saying that's Trevor Lawrence, but those, that's a quarterback trait. Like those, those are those are things that you have to deal with when you talk about a quarterback. You know, and yeah. So those things playing a part, just like you know, you look at uh, what happened here with uh, with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He comes to a team where he comes off of a, a fifty touchdown, five interception year, and best best quarterback play in Ohio State history. Get drafted at fifteen, but you get here and no one likes you. No one really wanted you. That doesn't that that plays a big part to your ego. Your, your offensive coordinator and your head coach never really talks to you. So you know, hey, from the jump, you're going to say you're not playing. Well, why do I need to get this playoff? This playbook if I'm not going if I'm not going to get in the game. And guess what? I know you're not going to be here next year. <laughs> well, okay, with Trevor, with Trevor Lawrence, and I did see that. I I, I went back and I saw, and, and when Lee pointed this out, I was like, oh, no, nah, I don't see it. I don't see it. I didn't see it. But I did go back and look at it, and I saw moments like that. I did. Um, Now, I'm going to say this about Trevor. I think, once again, I think he's a, a can't-miss prospect. As a quarterback, and, and especially in today's game, what you're looking for in the court? Did you think Ryan Leaf was a KMS prospect? Uh, so this is this this is my thing. When you talk about Ryan, okay, Ryan Leaf, okay, college wise, I mean, yeah, good prospect. But when you're looking at Trevor Lawrence, you have a guy at six six, athletic, um, elite athleticism, and as far as throwing the football. He has the tools that you're looking for. I didn't see any athleticism Saturday. I saw a guy that clearly does read option and gets 15, 20 yards. He got two yards. Like, every time they ran it, he got barely two yards. He got maybe one yard. And, I mean, he was pissed. He was like, because he usually, usually be gone. But the way the D-line and that defense was playing Saturday night, they was all playing like pros, and it was fast, 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 and it looked like it was too fast for him. Okay, 
and, and, and okay, and you you I, Ohio State, they were they they were lights out. They took it very personal. Um, they took they took that game really per like I could tell. Like they they were they were waiting for that for a whole year. They were waiting for that moment and that opportunity, and they 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 cashed in on it. So, but I, like I told you, I think Lawrence is a, a can't miss prospect. Um, he's gonna get drafted number one to Jacksonville. Uh, Urban Meyer, of course, they, they you know mutual interest in Jacksonville. They got a, they got about a hundred million dollars in cap space to play with, and they got they got they got a lot of picks. So they're not. I'm not gonna say they're gonna be a really good team, but. They have the pieces, and, and if they do, if they pull the right strings this offseason, that roster it, it can be upgraded. Um, that process of upgrading the roster can be done rather quickly. It can be done rather quickly, and the first step is drafting Trevor Lawrence. So I think okay, so, I, I think it'd be fine. Okay. I, it, I think Urban Meyer is a sharp guy. I think he's very sharp. You know? Okay. I don't know if he's an NFL football coach. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and then, and then, and then we got to have. Then you, then you have to have a coaching staff that's able to develop guys that you got coming in because you're going to have different guys like, like you're going to have to have like this I don't think that's a good situation right I, don't, I think I think if if you want to if you want to bring in your franchise quarterback right possible yeah you bring in your possible franchise quarterback I think you need a coach that knows the NFL, knows how to to, to, to. And, and, and and I think I think I don't think that I don't think Urban Meyer is a coach at this point in his career, right? I think I think he probably could probably be a pretty good. Uh, General manager. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? I think he'd probably be a pretty good general manager, implementing implementing culture. Okay. Bringing in guys that bringing in guys that can uh can improve the program, right? Um, I don't think he can do that and coach. In this, at this point in this organization, right? Like this organization have to give him the keys. Period. Okay. Like, this organization have to give him the keys. Period. And it, it, I don't care what you say. This is me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like they that 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 the only way he's coming to any NFL team. Now, and I think you you spoke on that, and I think as a coach, 
you you think about Urban Meyer as the college football coach. He's he's not like you said. He's he's. I don't want to say he doesn't know X's and O's because I'm sure he knows his stuff. But Urban Meyer, the coach, he is a guy that creates culture, and he's the type of guy. You look you look at at his programs: Ohio State, Utah, Florida. He galvanizes his players and these college kids. Guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a big picture guy, and those guys usually don't work in the NFL setting if they're not the end all and be all. Yeah. So I think that's fair to say. Jaguars, if, if, if the Jaguars want to go with Urban Meyer, he has to be the end all and be all. Now, if Urban Meyer is the end all and be all. Who's to say they won't drive Fields? Well, well, okay. And this is the thing. Fields look really good. <laughs> he looked really good. And I don't think the gap between him and Lawrence is as big as everybody try to make it. Like I, I think I don't like I think Lawrence is better, but I don't think the gap is as wide as everybody try to make it out to be. I just don't. And especially, and then that, and this past Saturday proves my point. Um, so I don't think the gap is as wide. I do think he would still draft Lawrence, but that is fascinating because when I think of college coaches going to the NFL and being a coach or a general manager of, of sort, I often think of Pete Curl in his earlier days in Seattle. And if you think about Pete Curl in his earlier days in Seattle, with him coming, you know, he was at USC prior, but then, you know, what happened? He went to Seattle. He was able to draft. He had a he had a he had a head up on a lot of these NFL coaches and teams because he he recruited a lot of those guys. And I think it was Earl, it was he chose Earl Thomas over his safety at UFC at USC and and he and he 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 tried his best to recruit Earl Thomas but didn't get him at USC then drafted him at C, you know in Seattle so it could be one of those situations with Urban where you know I'm sure he tried to recruit Trevor Lawrence uh but now he has the opportunity to draft him if you know, if he cho- if he chooses to go to Jacksonville, yeah, Kyle, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And draft they capital. Get an offensive line. They can go out and get some receivers. Um, they have a lot of picks, like you said, they do. Uh, I think I think they're in a good situation. I don't think the Jets are. I don't think the Jets are in a good situation. And the other thing about the Jets and the Jaguars, 
is you don't have that ferocious media in, in Jacksonville. Yes. As you do in New York. Yes. Even though, you know, we we don't see the Jets as a perennial team, but their media market is massive. Yeah. They're New York. And so destroys quarterbacks. Like, look at what happened here. Our media is is, is terrifying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And look what happened, you know, the Haskins. Or look at Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. Look at Carson Wentz in To, to like lean on and say, hey, this is how you be a pro quarterback. There's no one like, I, and, and to be honest with you, in New York, I, 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 I like the quarterback that they have. Okay, that's that's great. I like Sam Donald. Me too. Hold, hold that thought. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna take this quick break. Hold that thought. Hold that thought right there. I like that. Okay, so you mentioned Sam Donald. That's that that. I like Sam Donald too. Tell me, what would you do if you're the Jets? Are you drafting a quarterback or are you sticking with Sam Donald? But you have to invest in Sam Donald because, you know, it, that, that his contract is almost up. If I can draft out, if I if I can get out of number two, if I'm the Jets and I can get out number two, because the Jets got a lot of picks too. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh-huh, I can hear you. We, we, we hear you, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the Jets got a lot of picks too. Now, if I could, if I could say if I could draft, if I could get out of two, right, if I could get out of two, mm-hmm. now who, who's in the top five? Um, hold up. Hold up. Um, I got the Lions. Yeah. I got Atlanta. Right, Atlanta's like four or five. Right? Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta's up there. Hold up. So if, I could get, if I could get Atlanta to get the two and I go to five, and get a couple more picks. And I'm getting Smith from Alabama. Yes. You got the, okay. And this is what I want. This also I, want, I wanted to ask you. If you're the Jets, you, you're going to move down to. At number three, you have the Dolphins. Now, I threw this out here. I've been throwing this out here for a couple weeks. The way how Tua has looked, it's not, it's he hasn't looked bad. He hasn't looked awful, but he's looked really average. And Brian Flores is very Belichickian. Uh the, the Dolphins were 10 and 6 and they missed the playoffs. But you look at these other young quarterbacks around the league, Justin Herbert, you look at Joe Burrow, and then you look at you look at the fact that they keep benching Tua. Would you do? Would you do what the Arizona Cardinals did a couple years ago, 
and draft another quarterback back to back years? You wouldn't draft another quarterback? Well, if you're the Jets, you're moving down. So, But the Dolphins are at three. So you will stick with two. I'm sticking with, yes, I'm sticking with two. Why wouldn't I? So, I'm, not, I'm not saying I wouldn't or I would, but I'm looking at Miami and I'm just going by what they've been doing. They've been benching two for Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a journeyman. God, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a journeyman. They've been they keep benching him for Tua. I mean, they keep benching Tua for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Tua has looked average. And this Dolphins team, with the way how they're set up, they're great defensively. They have a great head coach. I like Brian Flores. I voted for I I, I would vote for him to be coach of the year. And their special teams is good. Literally, the element that they're missing is their franchise guy. So you will stick with Tua and draft. You would draft around him? I'm going to tell you why Tua gets benched. I'm going to tell you why Tua gets benched. And it has nothing to do with him. I'm going to tell you who it has everything to do with. Okay. The comfortability of the offensive coordinator. That's the only reason why. And and, and I don't know why coaches fall into this pressure of playing these guys because you drafted them high in the draft. Like, let them sit. Like, let them sit. Like, oh, yeah, he looks good in practice. He, um, You know what I'm saying? The diamond is shiny. I understand that. But just keep polishing it. Like, I don't care how shiny it gets. Mm-hmm. Keep it in the jewelry box. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Take it out when it's the right occasion to wear it. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what you do with expensive jewelry. You don't wear it every day. Right. You just put it in a box, you know, take it out sometime, look at it, shine it up, put it back in a box because it ain't ready to, you know, I'm going to kill him when I win this Grammy, I'm going to kill him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tell him, just keep it in the box. Right. And that's what they should do. That's that's what they should have done with Tua. They should have just put him in a box, let him get shiny, keep polishing him up, and let Fitzpatrick keep doing what he's doing because guess what? He's helping you as an offensive coordinator to run your offense and teaching everybody else the nuances of the offense, right? And so, whenever the offense, whenever Chang Gage got in the fix, you got in a little bit of trouble, he called on his guy. You know what I'm saying? Because Vince Patrick and him was in Buffalo, and that was his best year. And so the offensive coordinator needed that guy. See, Lee, this is my problem, though. This is the thing. This. But this is the conflict for me, because looking at Tua at Alabama, the thought was, okay, he's not the fastest. Okay, he's not the most athletic. He doesn't have the strongest arm. But, boy, his football IQ is off the charts. Like, he's like a Jedi. He can he can manipulate defensive backs and linebackers and he can his football IQ was off the charts. That was the thought. That was the thought, though. I, 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 
look, your first game, no one has film on you. No one knows what you can do, and you light it up. Your second game looked just as good. Your third game started to slow down a little bit. Your fourth game, they know who you are. You know what I'm saying? You get four games of film on anybody in the league, guess what? I know who you are. And once I know who you are, I'm going to make things very difficult for you. And that's what's happening to them. When they talk about rookies hit a wall, it's because they know who you are. They done done figured out your DNA and you're going to hit this wall because guess what? Now you got to be able to do something else. And the guys that continue to develop and continue to, guys that, that, that find their way and play at the speed of the game, comes with guys that are, you know, guys that, you know, you know, trying to figure their way through the speed and, and do pretty good. Okay, but once they figure it out, it's kind of tough for them, especially if you just, you know, Yeah. They need help on offensive line, and they could use another receiver. Like, Devontae Parker, I, I mean, I like him, but he's kind of heavy-footed. I, like so. I like Jacecki, the tight end. I like Jacecki. Yeah, the, Devontae Parker, he's heavy-footed. I don't like none of them. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I agree. Now, <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, they have just like quarterback. They've been struggling to find their franchise class. Now, you've been mentioning Philadelphia. Um. This this situation is just so weird. This this whole this whole situation is so weird because I, I I'm you know I'm big on Wentz. I like Wentz. Um, he he. Let's I'm 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 gonna keep I'm gonna keep it one hundred. He didn't play well at all. But but I had my suspicions about Doug Peterson. And Doug Peterson, I don't want to say he's a bad coach. I don't want to say he's a bad coach. But Doug Peterson, that Super Bowl win, it covers up a lot of a lot of coaching flaws that he has. And that move that he pulled on Sunday night, pulling out Jalen Hurts. Now, mind you, I'm not big on Jalen Hurts. 
Um, I, I think he's a better runner than thrower. We kind of know how that works in the NFL. Like once, like you say, once a team gets film on you, and they fi- they they figure you out. Like it's a lot of once, it's a lot of it's a lot of one reads. And if you don't like that that first read, take off and run. We know that doesn't work in the NFL, and that's what that's what he's best at. But that doesn't work. So he's a better runner than thrower. But if you are trying to fi- figure out. If Jalen Hurts is your guy, even though I don't think he's your guy, if you're if you're Philadelphia and you're trying to figure out he's your if he's your guy or not, why would you pull him in a situation like that and then say, hey, you know, I, I I'm giving us the best chance to win, but put in Nate Sudfield. Just, just break down that whole quarterback thing that they got. Right. I'm not trying to figure out who's my quarterback. I'm trying to figure out who's my coach. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. Because if, if, if I go the route of saying I need to figure out who's my quarterback, Carson Wentz dead money is $34 million, whether he's traded or released. If he's released, it's Jesus. <laughs> so that's that's a no brainer. Carson Wentz is my quarterback. Lee, can't like I I wanna just I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you finish. That what I'm gonna I'm just wanna inform my listeners what that means. That's dead money, that spells salary cap hell if they let Carson Wentz go. Go ahead and continue. Mm. Simple as that. I feel you. It's as simple as that. Now that don't make sense to people. You know what I'm saying? That's like leave you crazy. But are we gonna go through like when 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 the Washington Football Team got the the salary cap penalty with with Shanahan? We were. Yeah. Yeah. When you can't get good players, that hurts. And you and you guys roster is the Eagles roster is bad. Their best receiver played quarterback in college. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Played quarterback for Houston in college. Yeah, Greg Ward, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. Right, you're gonna to have to let you're gonna to have to let 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 Alshon Jeffries go. You're gonna to have to let uh, uh uh Deshaun Jackson go. Yep. You you may save a couple of dollars there, but if you gotta trade Carson Wentz, like somebody's gotta give you money for that trade. Like they gotta take that trade and and give money. And they're gonna to have to give up picks because that deal, like you're asking a team, you're asking a team to take on that contract. 
you're gonna give up draft capital for that. So Car so you're saying Carson Wentz is your guy. Hmm. Like he got a pick. Like Doug can stay there cover. I need a new offensive coordinator, and I got a pick. Well, they saying that relationship is has gone into flames. Of, of course, it's gone into flames, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Because Carson Wentz is not running Doug Peterson offense. Carson Wentz is not doing anything Doug Peterson is telling him to do. Yeah. Right. When they went to the Super Bowl, when it's the best year he ever had. Yep. That's what sort of things they was doing. Frank and Wright. They ran the ball very well. Frank Wright. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And they, they ran the ball very well. But then when, when, when and, and you can we go back and look at this, but the first couple of games when Nick Foles came into the game to replace Carson Wentz when he got hurt. The first game, Nick Foles struck. struggled. He struggled. Big time. And, and so then what they do, they start going to the RPOs, the bubbles, the quick game, mm -hmm. horizontal, and then going deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what they started to do. And so that's Doug, that's what Doug Peterson likes to do. He's a West Coast style type of guy. Right. He likes the ball to get out quick. You know what I'm saying? Like to throw the little flat routes to run up backs and screens and things like that. He he's not big on running the ball. And Carson Wentz, he needs that. He needs to run a game. Mm -hmm. and, he, and, and, and he holds on to the ball a lot longer than what is called for. Mm -hmm. He's a play action five step, let the ball go, you know what I'm saying? He does well throwing it to the tight end, but they you know what I'm saying, but now it's quick routes. So that offense is not tailored to him. Mm -hmm. And he's struggling with it. You know what I'm saying? The offensive line wasn't as, wasn't good either. No, at all. Offensive line wasn't good at all. Uh, office... He struggled with that. You know what I'm saying? He struggled with that. And so they got to get back to what he does best. Now, you can see, all right, um, um, hurts. We uh, you know, we our offensive line not good. You're mobile, quick throws. If not, get out of there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And One read. You can see that the offense ran better with him. Because, mm. You know, it was quick. And so, you know, so, and then once again, the offensive, offensive-minded guy is comfortable calling these plays for this guy, calling this and that, and let's go and. The team responded well, and a lot of people there really ain't like Carson Wentz in the hall in the locker room. They mm -hmm. said he was he wasn't a good teammate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot, of, a lot of people don't really like that guy, and so if it comes out that he want to be traded, a lot more guys going to going to go to that hurt side, and now you see Carson Wentz standing alone. Yeah, and so. 
quarterback situation in Washington is, is messed up. But if Philly can't renew that relationship, their quarterback situation is going to be messed up, and their team cap will be messed up for a couple of years. Oh uh, uh, yeah, a couple years, yes. And you and you bring it up, quarterback. Uh, you know, quarterback situations in the NFC East. Well, I want to ask you about this last thing with Dak and the Cowboys. And since the Cowboys are out of the playoffs and their season has ended officially, they're able to have negotiation talks with Dak Prescott. And I heard Jerry Jones quote this morning, and he basically said in one te- in one sentence, you know, we got to pay Dak, but I don't know if we're going to be able to pay Dak, basically, in all words. So, Jerry, um, I think at this point, it's a no-brainer. You got to pay Dak. Dak, Dak, he, he, he's his worth has clearly shown. Um, if Dak was healthy, Dak would, that Dak would have won a division. Let's let's just be honest. I mean, because they won six games, you Dak is good for at least two or three games. So eight and eight, nine and seven would have won a division. Um, his worth and his value and his how 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 valuable he is to the Cowboys has shown. Not only that, the leadership qualities that he brings has shown or lack thereof, it hasn't shown in this Cowboy team without him. So what should the Cowboys do with Dak? I mean, are we going to get... So, so, so I'm going to throw some crazy stuff at you right now, right? I'm going to throw some crazy stuff at you. And even you is going to be like, mm. all right, first of all, Y'all have a coaching problem. <sighs> and and this is the problem. Kellen Moore just got an extension. Y'all extended Kellen Moore as your offensive coordinator. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why? He was supposed to get the the Boise State job and Jerry blocked it. Jerry blocked him from going to Boise State and gave him an extension. <clears throat> Why? I don't understand. Alright? Second. Right? Second. Alright, the free agency is before the draft. Right? Yeah. So what if they say, okay, we're going to franchise, uh, we're going to franchise, if, if negotiations don't go well, we're going to franchise Dak, all right? Okay. All right, and, and so Dak has time to either sign or not. Right. And so he says, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep thinking about it when negotiations still go on. Right. Right. And this, this so he won't go into free agency, right? And then you get, then it comes out that the Jets are trying to get out of the second round. I mean, are trying to get out of the number two pick. Right. The Jets are trying to get out of the number two pick. Oh, boy. And, and the Cowboys are what? Uh, The Cow, I got it right here. Hold up. 
Cowboys are at 10. Cowboys at 10. And the Jets are willing to get go to 10. And the Cowboys get number two. Oh, Lord. And Urban Miles take fields instead of loans. Oh, my God. What are you going to do? <laughs> Lee. <laughs> Okay, so from a Cowboys standpoint, let's just say, okay, let's just say Urban Meyer, he takes Lawrence at number one, and that leaves you with Justin Fields. So let's say the Jets trade down, Cowboys get number two pick, miraculously, and then, you know, Lawrence goes to Jacksonville, as which is most likely going to happen. But, you know, let's, you know, do that. And Fields is at number two. Now, the Cowboys have a lot of salary cap issues as well. The Cowboys are, in my opinion, <laughs> and, it, and, and it, it proves to be right, they're overpaying for a lot of guys. Like, Absolutely. they're over, they're, they're paying, they're paying good players great money. Yes. They're paying, they're paying good players great money. Like, Amari Cooper, he's a good receiver. They're paying him like he's Devontae Adams. He's not that. Uh, <laughs> he's not that. So, they're paying those guys great money. Signing Dak with only, as far as salary cap and financially, it will only hurt the Cowboys. Now, drafting a guy like Justin Fields would obviously help them financially in the salary cap. And then you could use Dak as trade bait, I guess. Trade him or rescind the franchise tag. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like, I, I, I like Dak. See, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm trying to figure out any way that I can improve my football team without paying Dak. But get this: the Cowboys don't. They have more problems. Like their offensive line, once again, their offensive line, they're paying similar to Philadelphia, they're paying old offensive linemen. And a lot and they in in the Cowboys, like a guy like Tyron Smith. I like Tyron Smith, great left tackle. But he's injury prone. He can he can no longer play 16 games. And they the Cowboys are paying him a significant amount of money. Right. So I, you gotta go. You know what I'm saying? Um, because look at this, man. Left tackles, 
right? Left tackles, you get your rookie deal, you get five years on your rookie deal. Then you get your second deal, you might get five more years. Right, and then you make it you may get a three year extension. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the that's that's for an extraordinary left tackle. Like the right. Thomas, Tom, even uh, even Trent Williams, you know what I'm saying? But after ten years of playing left tackle, I can't keep giving you like number one left tackle money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't I, that's not what I can keep doing. Like Peterson, Jason Peterson, like it comes a time where it's over, big fella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's over, big fella. Trent Williams got mad because the, the Redskins drafted um, the kid from Louisville. Fella, it's, it, you're going on your 11th year. <laughs> it's, it's almost over, big guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. fourth rounder he 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 was a first a fourth rounder was a fourth rounder and true he is that comes with a lot of 